Blog Talk Radio. Do what now? Welcome. You're listening to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio with your host, Darren Batman McDuck. And now, prepare to get fat. Hey, what's cracking? Welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio brought to you by I'mTheFatMan.com. I'm your host, Darren Fatman McDuffie, and I want you to be perfectly healthy and toned. Tonight, we have Aaron Mager of Kelopo. I'm, I'm not even certain if I'm pronouncing Aaron's last name and the name of her company right. I'm sure she'll correct me. Um, and she's going to come on, and she's going to be talking about coconut oil. I know that a lot of you know that I'm a big fan of coconut oil. I've been ever since I found out about it. And uh, I just wanted Erin to come on and talk about how she started her company, so we'll get into that. But before I do, if you have not gone to my YouTube page or joined my YouTube YouTube, uh, family, then please do that. I'm located on the YouTube. It's youtube.com slash fatbodybc. So youtube.com slash fat, that's P-H-A-T, body, B-O-D-Y-B-C. Uh, B like Bernard, C like Calvin, so Fat Body BC. Also, I'd like for you to do me a big, big favor. If you can, please email me with any questions you might have on personal care products. I'm actually interviewing someone from England this Saturday. It's going to be a recorded show, but I will upload it to Blog Talk, and it'll play just like a live show. But she's a personal care expert, and she's going, the personal care products expert, rather, and she's going to be talking about personal care products and some of the things that you need to look out for in your product. So if you want to email me, my email address is Darren at fat, that's P-H-A-T dash man dot com. So Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, at fat dash man dot com that is a dash and not an underscore so don't forget that or it won't get to me or if you prefer if you're my friend on facebook just drop me a question on my uh, facebook page and i will see that and i'll be sure to ask juliet of bearskin beauty about uh your about your question um, on the show saturday so looking forward to doing that okay so tonight we have aaron mager from calipo coconut oil and I met Aaron at the Gluten-Free Expo, and uh, immediately, uh, I'm such a big fan of coconut oil, I knew I had to have her on. So I invited her to come on, and she is here tonight. So let me see if this is Aaron in the switchboard. I think it is because it's an 813 number, which I think is Tampa. Hey, Aaron, is that you? Hey, Darren. Yep, I'm here. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing awesome. Glad you could make it and finally come on and talk about uh, coconut oil. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Cool. So let's get into it. Um, I had some announcements there. I hope I didn't take too long. But um, am I? And also, am I even pronouncing your name right? You know what? You pronounce my name and the company correctly. So props oh, okay. to you because no one can usually do both, and you did both correctly. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Kudos to me. <laughs> English was one of my strong points, <laughs> so, but I was just afraid I was going to uh, botch your last name and also botch the, the name of the company, but I didn't, so great. So um, tell us how you got started with this whole uh, thing of uh, wanting to start something with, with coconut oil, Erin. Well, my background was not in natural foods. I actually went to school to be a high school business teacher. And so I was always interested in business, and at that point when I was going to college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in business, or I didn't really have any ideas or anything I was passionate about at that time. So when I got out, I was teaching high school here in, in Tampa Bay area and leading a you know healthy, active lifestyle. So watching what I was eating, making sure it was healthy, organic, all that kind of good stuff. And... I read an article in our local paper here, and it was about a woman whose husband had Alzheimer's, and she wanted to research ways to help him because she was a doctor herself, and she started doing some research 
finding that lauric acid and MCTs in coconut oil could be potentially used as an energy source for your brain. Um, so that kind of piqued my interest. Read more through this article. And they did an actual test where they had her husband draw a clock from memory, and it looked like a two-year-old's um, depiction of what a clock might look like. And then by changing his diet for two weeks and only introducing the coconut oil and MCTs um, in his oatmeal every morning, they had him go back after a two-week time frame and do the clock again. It was more like a five-year-old's clock. And I was like, that's amazing. Like, how can the food we eat really have that much of an impact on our health? And I did more research on coconut oil and looking at the articles that are out there, the medical journals, and I was seeing things that it was helping people with metabolism and their cholesterol levels and um, thyroid conditions. And I was just, I was hooked on that point. I was like, wow, this coconut oil is something really, really special. Um, and this was about 2009, so 40 years ago. And at that time, I looked in the, in the marketplace, like what you could buy in the store, and there wasn't much out there. There was maybe, you know, one really big company who had coconut oil, but that coconut oil was part of all these, you know, products they had. Who knows the quality of it? Because um, even though we live in Florida, <laughs> uh -huh. you can't get coconut oil um, from the coconuts here in Florida. Like, we're still a little bit too cold. You can't grow coconuts here. So you have to import all the coconut oil from outside the U.S. So I was looking at all these brands that are out there going, hmm, how do they know the quality or the transparency? Where are they sourcing it from? And so I thought that I would take it upon myself to bring the really the best coconut oil to the U.S. and so that people who wanted to use it for health reasons had a great product that they could turn to and trust. And that's how I, it all started. Yeah. How did you end up, how did you source this? Did you have to go, I noticed that on the back, and I might be incorrect, but I noticed on the back when you gave us some samples at the Gluten-Free Expo, um, mm -hmm. it said Sri Lanka. So did you have to go over there and source this, or how did, how did it all come about? Um, I have not been myself yet. I really want to try to plan a trip this year because I've been busy with getting, you know, a startup is crazy, so I never had time to go myself. Luckily, I was able to meet my suppliers in California before I brought any product in, but even before meeting them, what I did is starting my company, I worked from my house, and I did a lot of research online first. So you can look at a lot of trade data, and you can see companies who are exporting um, products from their countries. So you get a lot of coconut oil from the South Pacific. The Philippines is the largest supplier, but you also get coconut oil from Malaysia, Thailand, Sri Lanka, India, all of those countries. So I could go on and I could research and find all these companies that were already exporting coconut oil. I could see who they were sending it to in the U.S. or what companies in the U.S. were purchasing it. And then that's how I started doing research. And then luckily because of the Internet and Skype and all those great things, I was able to contact all the companies over there in all the different countries and start requesting samples. And then I, I would get a sample sent to me in the, in the States, have it tested, do um, you know, all other just things like looking at the oil, what was the color of the oil, what was the flavor of the oil, what was the smell of the oil, until through what I discerned is the, the best oil that I found, which is coming out of Sri Lanka. Yeah, and it, your oil actually tastes pretty good. We, we bought some from you, and you also gave us some sample packets. And there's only one other coconut oil I want to mention on this call that I really like the taste of. But getting back to what you were saying, how do you know that you're getting a good quality coconut oil? Is it in the smell? Is it in the way the, the coconut oil actually looks? How do you know? So things that as a consumer – that you want to look for like when you're in the store because you can't open them all up when you're there and, yeah. and try them out. Um, but the things for, that you do want to look for are you first want an organic coconut oil. At this point, I think 99% of what is sold in the U.S. right now is organic. So that's really easy. You want an unrefined coconut oil. An unrefined coconut oil means that they haven't done any additional refining processes to it, so it's going to retain the maximum amount 
of health benefits, and those health benefits are in the lauric acid and MCTs in the coconut oil. So an unrefined oil is the best, and you want to find a cold-pressed coconut oil. So there's different ways you can extract the coconut oil from the coconuts. Um, the simple explanation is you split the coconut open, the meat dries, you scoop out the meat of the coconut, and then it's, and it's pressed, and you get the oil from there. So a cold-pressed process is the best for flavor. Um, and so those are kind of things you want, cold-pressed, unrefined, organic. Our coconut oil is also fair trade certified. So again, going back to the fact that we're sourcing this from overseas, we can't be there every single time the oil is produced. We pay fair trade um, premiums to the workers in, in Sri Lanka so that they have better working conditions, um, money goes back to healthcare, education, different things in the communities uh, to really help build their economy because we want to make sure that we're fair in how we're sourcing the oil. Cool. So those are things. When you, once you get it home and you actually can open it up, um, if you get a jar of coconut oil, you want to make sure that um, bright white, it should look you know, very white like a coconut, like you would expect if you split a coconut open and you see the white meat. Um, it should have a very light coconutty um, smell or aroma. And then the flavor should, should be, again, very light taste, and it should not have any soapiness when you taste it. And the reason I say that is coconut oil is a great for a lot of body care products because it can lather really well. So they put it in soaps and things like that. And so since the demand of coconut oil has increased from when I started, I mean, prices jumped. Um, the demand has risen in the last four years. It's crazy now. Everyone's on coconut oil. You know, like Oz talks about, Dr. Oz talks about coconut oil, and everybody's using coconut oil now, which is awesome. But because uh -huh. the demand has gone up, I believe some um, people are, are producing a subpar product that may be more for cosmetic grade than a food grade oil. So if, you have, if it leaves any kind of coating on your tongue or any kind of soapiness, that simply means that it's probably more a cosmetic grade coconut oil than a high quality food grade, awesome for cooking and baking and all those things like um, Kelapo is. Cool. Now, with, with saying all of that, would you mm -hmm. advise the average person to go into Walmart and, and grab some coconut oil out of there? Or <laughs> is that just totally wrong? Do you think you can even get a good grade of coconut oil from, let's say, a Walmart or a Target or something like that, other than if it's yours or some other marketable brand? Well, to be fair to other brands, I won't name names. <laughs> there are... There are a few that I cringe if somebody tells me they have a jar in their, you know, in their house. Um, I, I know tell specifically. Us. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. But 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 if you remember the organic, unrefined, cold pressed, if you can remember those things, it will steer you well. If you can't find ours, um, but in Walmart, I think they carry two brands in Walmart and one brand is cringeworthy and the other brand is, is pretty good. Um, because of the popularity of coconut oil, we've seen it just getting into Walmart and I don't even, I'm not, I'm not sure if Target has one yet, but every single grocery store now across the country I think has coconut oil and not just like your natural food stores where you and I are probably really familiar with going into a, you know, an itty-bitty local natural food store or the Whole Foods, but I'm talking about um, Publix or Stop and Shop or Giant or Kroger. I mean, all of these big grocery stores all now carry coconut oil, and you can find some pretty good ones if you follow this kind of organic, unrefined, cold-pressed um, keys. Yeah. So I, before I go on and ask you another question, if you have a question for Aaron, <clears throat> excuse me, you can call in at 646 716-9371. Again, the number is 646-716-9371. <clears throat> Excuse me. We will be giving away some coconut oil tonight, So, but you have to call in and ask mm -hmm. a question in order to be considered for the free jar that Aaron is going to give away. So, again, the number is 
nine three seven one, and it's good coconut oil. Trust me, you will want some of this coconut oil. <laughs> now, Aaron, one of the things that I noticed too um, was that the prices of coconut oil were going up, and you mentioned the Philippines. Um, and I don't know if you heard about this. You export your coconut oil from Sri Lanka, but I, I've seen I'm seeing where a lot of the coconut oils that are coming out of the Philippines are going up because they had, I don't know if it was a tsunami or it had something to do with the weather uh, sometime about a year mm-hmm. ago. Is that Has that spilled over into your business um, as well, or are you just seeing that specifically out of companies that export their oil out of the Philippines? Well, yeah, you're, you're right. There was, I believe, I think it was the typhoon, and that was actually – um, in the, I think it was the very first week of November 2013 that devastatingly hit the Philippines. And so it impacts the whole coconut oil industry, not just, um, not just people who export from the Philippines. Um, a lot of crops did get damaged, um, but I did hear that a lot of the farmers in the Philippines, some of the um, facilities and things were spared, so it, it wasn't a complete disaster in terms of it didn't wipe out the entire industry. Um, but but the stuff that the Philippines have to deal with now, with um, transportation and ports and different things like that, just all of those things logistically to get the coconut oil from the farms to the facilities to the the ship that's coming on over has. Um, been impacted, and so it definitely drives the prices up, and it drives it up for for us as well because then people who maybe they can't get it out of the Philippines, they look towards other countries to export, and farmers are, you know, it's a a simple supply and demand issue. Farmers are are given a higher dollar by somebody else, so then the prices in Sri Lanka will go up because someone's willing to pay because they want to get the oil. so it's definitely going up, but you know, I also think that because, again, coconut oil is so popular right now in the U.S. that a lot of what I'm seeing among the brands who have come out is that they're really they're they're staying very competitive though in the U.S. And a lot of times you can get a really good coconut oil when it's on sale at the store. Um, you can go on Amazon. You have lots of choices now. Um, I mean, there's probably 20 coconut oil brands now. When I started, maybe there were like three. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you can get your hands on a really good coconut oil for a good price. Yeah. And I noticed that you had the USDA uh, sticker, organic sticker on there. Is there a certain process that you have to go through to get that certification? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's strict, too. So here's a funny story about the, the coconuts in Sri Lanka. So Sri Lanka was a country that had major civil war for many, many years, and then they had a devastating tsunami in 2004. And so all of these um, landowners in Sri Lanka had these coconut palms that were kind of just growing naturally on their land, and they weren't doing anything with it because they didn't know what to do. So um, some people went over to Sri Lanka and were able to show them how to cultivate these palm trees and produce the coconut oil and export it. And the funny thing is, because they had never done anything with these palm trees, they naturally were organic because they weren't doing anything. So <laughs> it was really great because organic's hard. Like it goes back many years. Like um, I think it's like before you can be considered organic for the previous five years, you can't have used any kind of pesticides or different things that aren't in the organic system. So for um, the people in Sri Lanka, they weren't doing anything, so they were able to start cultivating and get these organic um, palm trees harvesting coconut oil. So anyway, um, that's kind of the backstory on Sri Lanka, but organic is is strict, is hard. Um, a lot of people are moving to non-GMO now as well, which is even stricter, I think, because of um, some GMO products. But just for listeners out there to understand, anything that carries a USDA organic logo is also by definition non-GMO. So I know I've had some people ask me that and have questioned me on that, but it is. If you have an organic logo on your product, you are non-GMO. So that's good because I know Whole Foods is pushing all of their suppliers to go non-GMO 
in there if they're not already. Yeah, and you're you're in Whole Foods, correct? Yes, mm-hmm. we're in Whole Foods, okay. and we're in. I mean, I know your listeners are all over. We're definitely in all the Whole Foods in Florida. We're in different regions. I think there's a few regions we may not be in, but we do have our store locator on our website, kelapo.com, K-E-L-A-P-O.com, so you can find all the stores we're in on the website. Okay. I think we have some people holding on. Let me see if they have a, a question. All right. All right. Caller from the 954, what's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, Darren, it's Dana Gore. How are you? I'm doing great, Dana. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, absolutely. Hi. I have a question. Go right ahead. Okay. I was wondering if I could get some insight on how to use coconut oil as a hair and skin treatment. I think I'm a little nervous about trying to use it on my hair and my scalp because of yeah, I'm a little nervous that it would make my hair look greasy, but at the same time, I've heard some amazing things about doing so. So I was wondering if you could clear that up for me. Sure, absolutely. So I have to say, I have a jar in my bathroom, and I have a jar in my kitchen because I do everything with coconut oil. It's really great for your hair. So I have really fine, thin hair. Same probably thing that you think is if you put you know, coconut oil in your hair, it's going to end up greasy and you're going to go out looking like your hair, you didn't wash your hair that day. But (laughs) don't worry. So there's lots of different things you can do. You can do deep conditioners on your hair or your scalp. And the thing is you can put it, put the um, coconut oil in your hair and then you can leave it on your hair for about an hour. And then what I always like to do is go back and wash and condition your hair as normal. So you're applying the treatment, but then you're kind of washing it out. So it's going to leave your hair shiny and conditioned, but you're not leaving it in all day long. Um, Another thing you can also do it is you can just use the coconut oil kind of on your ends, and that if you use it on your ends, just use a little bit, and that can stay on all day long. I mistakenly one time told this lovely lady out in Colorado that she could put the coconut oil on her hair. And I forgot to tell her, just use a little bit. And she said she went out in the cold and her hair kind of stuck together. So <laughs> just be careful how much you use if you're in a, um, a cold climate. But for hair, it's great. For skin, it's a really good conditioner. You can put it on when you get outside, when you get out of the shower. It's not going to leave your skin greasy. Coconut oil absorbs very quickly in your skin. I know a lot of people are going on spring break lately, and they're going, they're laying out in the sun. You can use it as an after sun um, if you get burnt or anything like that. But um, lots of uses for coconut oil on your skin and your hair. Okay. You have a follow-up, Anna? I'm sorry? I was just asking if you had a follow-up. Go ahead. No, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to try it on my hair, actually, as soon as, as, soon as possible. I, already, I just washed it, but I'll try it probably tomorrow. But um, another quick question is, do you recommend a different type to cook with versus to use externally? No, and here's why. <laughs> the coconut oil that I cook with is so high quality because you can ingest it and eat it. Your skin is an organ as well. So if I'm going to eat this, it's so good just to put it directly on my skin. Um, I don't switch between in a refined or an unrefined or anything like that. I use the same one for cooking as I do for skincare, and that's what I said. I have two separate jars, so I don't mix them up. <laughs> but um, it's the same oil that I use on either. Okay, great. Yeah, Dana, what's your email address? Because I'm going to put you in the uh, the drawing. So what's your email address? Ooh, fun. Okay. Do info. <laughs> Say that again? Info. Info, like information, info okay. uh-huh. at awareness.com. Okay, I know your website, so. Okay. All right, thanks for calling in, Dan. All right, thanks. Enjoy the rest of your show. Right, <laughs> Take care. You too. Bye. All right. Uh, Aaron, before we go to, we have another call on the line. Uh, before we go to okay. them, uh, she asked a question about cooking, and I've noticed in the marketplace that they are what they call unrefined oils, and I might have this wrong. 
unrefined, and then they have um, expeller press. And I've heard that expeller press is, is better for cooking if you're going to use that, but it's not the best one if you're going to ingest that. Can you kind of clear that up for me, expeller press versus the other organic unrefined type? Sure. So actually, um, those two things aren't kind of comparable, I think, as maybe you're thinking. So mm-hmm. unrefined coconut oil, it's, you're, you would compare unrefined versus refined coconut oil. However, coconut oil that is unrefined is also cold expeller pressed. So okay. um, it's, not, it's not two different things. Like you, um, and I don't know if that clears it up, but the coconut oil that we have for cooking, it's unrefined, cold expeller pressed, and we use that for cooking. You can have refined expeller pressed as well. Um, I don't think the expeller press, expeller press, you can, it's either going to be expeller pressed or you can or you can centrifuge a coconut oil where it's just a different way to extract it from that meat that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, either way is, is fine, um, but I think that cold expeller pressed has a better flavor profile um, when you use it than if you centrifuge a coconut um, meat to get the coconut oil out of it. So a cold expeller pressed is great when you're looking for a coconut oil. Um, and just on cooking, because we didn't talk too much about it, when you yeah. cook with coconut oil, um, an unrefined is great to cook with because you're going to get the most health benefits. And a lot of people ask me, follow up, and they go, well, what's the smoke point of coconut oil? You know, How does it compare to olive oil? Um, coconut oil is really stable, so an unrefined coconut oil can go up to 350 on the on the stove. So most everything that I do is good with an unrefined coconut oil. If you get a refined coconut oil, which is out there, we don't carry one, but it, but you can get it. It's out there. You can take coconut oil up to like 500, 550, so that's really high. And yeah. it's great to cook with. So if you're doing any maybe outdoor grilling or stuff like that, you can use a refined coconut oil. Yeah, I don't do anything with olive oil other than just uh, using it on salads because the smoke point is not that great on it. But um, I do mm-hmm. use coconut oil if I'm going to fry and if you can find it I've been able to find it on beef tallow which is you know which is very very good yeah so yeah interesting yeah so I mean coconut oil is always great I had a friend who went out um, with uh, this past Friday and he didn't know you could fry things with coconut oil he thought it was one of the things I think he would was a drawback for him was the fact he thought everything would taste like uh, coconut (laughs) because Mm -hmm. he was Fried it in coconut oil. So yeah, that's what I get to people are like. Well, I'll just make my coconut shrimp in that. I'm like, no, like you can do everything. <laughs> like, why don't you just try uh, frying your eggs in the morning or scrambling eggs, and that's where I start people off, and then move to sautéing vegetables or doing their fish or chicken tenders or um, grilled cheese. If you have kids, like they'll eat that stuff up. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now. We had another call on the line, but before we go to that caller, I had a question for you. I know the answer to this, but I want the audience to know. What's the shelf, what's the shelf life on, on coconut oil? Coconut oil, again, because of the stability of the oil, has a long shelf life. So coconut oil is good for two years. Hopefully it's not going to take you two years to finish a jar, but it is good for two years, and you can it in your pantry or you can keep it in the refrigerator. It's really up to you. Um, and the only the difference between keeping it in the pantry and the refrigerator is the consistency of, of the coconut oil. If you keep it in the refrigerator, it's going to be rock solid. You're going to have to take it out and let it warm up a little bit like when you use butter. Mm-hmm. If you keep it in your pantry, it's going to be a more soft, spreadable consistency and that's how I like to store mine um, is in the pantry. All right, so we got another question. Let me see if I can go. Another 954 person. Mm-hmm. Caller from the 954, what's your name and where are you calling from? Hello, are you there? Caller from the 954, going once, going twice. All right, I guess we'll come back. But I got a Maybe we answered question. their question. Maybe. <laughs> 
Who knows? But I got a um, a Facebook question for you as well. Uh, and right. Sandra says that a uh, quick question on coconut oil, organic coconut oil, she says, should it be refrigerated? So that kind of goes back to what I was just saying. You do not have to refrigerate coconut oil. It's up to you if you want to or not. It's going to be harder if you refrigerate it. Um, coconut oil changes consistency at 76 degrees. And below, it's, it's going to be a solid. If your house gets above 76 degrees, it's going to start to turn to a liquid. This freaks people out. I don't know why, but it does. When their coconut oil changes, they're like, ah, it's a different consistency. And I've had people say they threw out a whole jar of coconut oil just because it went from a solid to a liquid. It's okay. It can do that. And it can change back and forth many times, and it's not going to get bad because it does, does that. So if you take it out of the refrigerator and it gets soft or it liquefies and then you put it back in the refrigerator and it hardens again, you take it out and liquefies, that's fine. It's normal. It can stay like that. Again, even after it's open, it can stay good for two years. So it's your choice whether you want to refrigerate it or you want to put it in the pantry. Either way is completely okay. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's how I know. You and I both live in Florida. You live in Tampa. I live down here in mm-hmm. uh, South Florida. But that's how I know that spring is right around the corner. When my coconut <laughs> oil just starts melting, that's when I know, you know, it's the, the good, cool weather that we're having is almost over. And that's how I can tell. Um, You're going to make everybody else jealous. <laughs> I, but everybody else should be warming up now. I know we still have some people that are have some colder weather in the northern states. But, you know, okay. we should... It's almost spring now. It's near the end of Tomorrow's March. First day of spring. Oh, really? I didn't know it. <laughs> I think people, I it seems so. like it's always. It seems like it's always spring here, anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> now, I wanted to give you some kudos because I remember when we were when we, when I met you at the Gluten Free Expo. Um, I I said, is your is your jar BPA free? And you said, yeah, it's BPA free, and not many. Um, uh, manufacturers of, of coconut oil that are out there feel uh, feel like they have to put their stuff in a BPA-free um, jar. Can you explain what BPA-free means and why did you decide to go with a, a BPA-free jar? I'm not a BPA scientist. I'm just a conscious consumer. So when we were creating our product line of, of products, um, I knew that if we were going to put in anything into plastic, that it, that it needed to be a BPA-free. And basically, my understanding of it, again, as a consumer, is that if things that are stored in plastics that have BPA in them can sometimes leach into the food, and then you're consuming this, this uh, chemical. Uh-huh. And it's not good for our bodies. So we do have our largest jar is the 29 ounce jar. It is in a amber colored BPA plastic jar. Um, but our other jars, we have an 8 ounce and we have a 14 ounce. Those are in dark colored amber glass jars. So we do have glass and for people who want no plastic whatsoever. And then we do have the larger one is in the BPA free um, container just because you don't want chemicals and all that stuff in your body if you can avoid it. Um, so that's what we did. And we do package in amber color, and we're the only ones that package our coconut oil in that amber color. One, I love it because it reminds me so much of, of the coconut, the hard, uh-huh. dark shell. And then when you open it up, it's bright white on the inside. So I just love it aesthetically. But also it just helps keep the coconut oil fresh longer because it, it um, keeps any extra light out of a container like a, a good wine or a beer or, or something that packaged in brown and green jars. So we package in those amber glass jars, which um, nobody else does. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if this call has a question again. Let me go back. Sure. Caller from the 954, what's your name and where are you calling from? Caller, are you there? All right, I guess we got some bashful people tonight. So I want to put you on the spot here. I know what I love to use coconut oil for. What are your favorite things, your favorite things to use uh, coconut oil for, Erin? I love anything starchy with coconut oil. 
Um, what I'll do is I use Ezekiel bread because it, it's a sprouted grain bread, and mm-hmm. I'll make toast with it. So in the mornings, I put the toast, I spread the coconut oil on just like you would butter, and then cinnamon. Or at night, I'll make garlic toast. So take the bread, coconut oil, um, fresh garlic, and then sea salt, and I'll broil that, and that is amazing. Like anything starchy. So if it's the breads, potatoes, sweet potato fries, popcorn, it's awesome on. Um, I do a lot of oatmeal, so I'll mix a spoonful in my oatmeal. And I do a lot of vegetables, like Brussels sprouts are awesome. I'll do lots of Brussels sprouts in them. And then um, any other vegetables and fish, I do a lot of fish at home too. I'll do that. Um, I'm not a huge baker, but any cookies, brownies, um, cakes, you can use the coconut oil one for one in your recipes there too. But I, I use it for everything. The only thing I probably don't use coconut oil for is my salads. And I still have olive oil in my house, and I use oh. olive oil on the salad because, like, your your greens will be um, cold if you're keeping them in the refrigerator. So if you were to put coconut oil on it, it may clump up a little bit. So I'll use olive oil on my kale salads. Cool. Now, can you receive a bad coconut oil? I had a friend, and she said that um, the coconut oil that she received was bad. How likely is that to happen? Um, <laughs> I think a lot of brands out there are bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, it can, I'm sure it can happen. I'm just like any natural product, it could happen if, someone doesn't take care in processing it, it, it may get, um, if water gets in coconut oil, anything that's exposed to water essentially is you could start to get mold on it because it's wet. So if for some reason there was water introduced to the coconut oil or maybe something else somewhere along the line was introduced, maybe it was a not a clean facility that produced it. I mean, there could be a million things, but that's with any food product that you just have to be cognizant of. Um, but I have not seen anything where any really bad crops of coconut oil coming, you know, through to the States. Um, mm-hmm. may, that one instance may have just been a one-off. Yeah, I think maybe they just got a bad batch of coconuts or something, so I don't know. Yeah. But um, next question is, and you answered, I went on your blog uh, earlier today, and I was just scouting around, like, uh, I, and you answered it just like it was a, a divine question I had in my head that was finally answered. You had a chart on there where you, how to use uh, coconut oil in place of butter. Mm-hmm. and. <laughs> no one I know offers that. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. When you're using coconut oil instead of butter or margarine or any of the other hydrogenated oils, it's a straight one-to-one replacement ratio. So it makes everything simple. So take you know, grandma's favorite recipe and just take out the lard or the butter or whatever she was using and if it calls for one cup, put one cup of coconut oil in there. Um, the one trick to using coconut oil, because we talked a little bit earlier about how it can change consistencies due to the temperature, if you're replacing a cup of butter and it needs to be softened, this is especially true in baking, then you need to make sure that the coconut oil would be the same consistency. Because if you're going to cream together butter and sugar, it actually is a little bit of science and it creates little air pockets that help like your brownies rise a little bit. So you want to make sure that you can cream together the sugar and the coconut oil in the same way. Otherwise, if you're replacing a canola oil, vegetable oil, something that's liquid, your coconut oil can be straight liquid or it can be a solid. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, the other thing people I think are really shocked to find out about coconut oil when they're replacing things in their recipes is it has 120 calories per tablespoon, which is the same amount of calories per tablespoon as olive oil. Some people think, oh, coconut oil is so high in calories. I'm like, it's not. It's the same as olive oil. Um, and then coconut oil has no sodium, 
um, no trans fat, margarine has trans fat in it, and it has no, and coconut oil has no cholesterol in it either. So again, people are really shocked when they actually look at the nutritional um, panel of coconut oil and they see no sodium, no cholesterol, no trans fat. Um, so that's a benefit of using it versus a butter or margarine as well. Yeah, and I, I have firsthand experience. When I first started using coconut oil a long time ago, I would put it in uh, like my protein shakes. And I remember the first time I put it in my protein shake, if you use like, you know, cold almond milk or something like that, then once you put the coconut oil, it'll harden up. And I remember drinking it the first time. Like, what is these, what is chunks of stuff that are in my protein <laughs> shake? And I'm like, oh, that's the coconut oil. The coconut oil got hard again. So just a little mm-hmm. tip for the uh, listeners out there. If you're going to use it in a protein shake or something like that, it's going to harden up. So don't don't be alarmed with that. Now, I looked at your website, and I know you do coconut oil. Is there any future plans to offer anything like shredded coconut, um, coconut flour, or are you just going to strictly stick to, to coconut oil? Never say never, but right now we are all coconut oil, and the reason why I have stuck with just coconut oil for the last four years is because I really feel that just doing one thing, we can do it really well, and we can make sure that we're bringing the highest quality, the best products, um, and we have the most um, varied applications of the coconut oil. So we talked about how we sell it in the jars. We didn't even mention that we sell it in a spray, like a, like a PAM spray. But the great thing about ours is it just is coconut oil and the propellant. There's no other, there's no artificial flavoring. There's no natural flavoring. There's no soy in this spray, which is awesome because anyone who is allergic to soy knows that every spray out there, regardless of whether it's a coconut or an olive or a canola spray, they all contain soy. So we took the soy out of the spray. So we have a coconut spray. We have coconut baking sticks, which are just like butter because they're measured out by tablespoons. So it makes it easy mm. to measure out and put mm-hmm. in your recipe and, and keep going. So we love being able to offer all these kind of various products that all have to do with coconut oil. And then maybe one day we'll come out with some other things that are probably all going to still be based around coconut oil or coconuts stuff like that. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I didn't know you offered that uh, with the the baking sticks and things like that. And I, I noticed on your website, can you just talk a little bit more about your e-store? Because I know sometimes people will approach me if they're not in an area where we are, like, you know, we're in Florida. Every, mm-hmm. every other week it seems like some organic farm or something else is popping up. And we have access to all of these products. But how can they purchase products that say they want to go they want to get your coconut oil tonight. How would they be able to do that? Sure. Well, the easiest way is they can go on our website, kelapo.com. That's K-E-L-A-P-O.com. And we have all of our products listed there. The other really cool thing that we have on our website, right on the homepage, is we have a EVCO expert quiz, and that stands for Extra Virgin Coconut Oil Quiz. And I probably told you it's 10 questions. I probably told you all the answers in this, in this um, radio show tonight. But if you get 8 out of 10 questions correct of that quiz, we will send you a free sample of coconut oil. So even if you're not ready to buy tonight, you just want to try it out, get your feet wet, we'll send you a free sample if you complete the quiz and get 8 out of 10 questions right. Um, other than that, you can definitely go on Amazon where all of our products are listed on Amazon. And then we do have a store locator on our website. And we are, all, we are in all 50 states um, across the country. We have some really good distribution. So a local store near you should carry your Calipo products. Yeah, but if you can't, you can also go to the e-store and get it, get it right. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Cool. One thing, I got maybe one or two more questions uh, for you. Uh, three maybe. <laughs> what about what about? And I just saw this on your um, your blog today. I think you did the blog entry uh, March nineteenth, which was today. And mm-hmm. you're talking about saturated fat. What about those people out there who are saturated fat phobic? What what can they expect from, from coconut oil? 
So coconut oil does have saturated fat in it. And before, you know, years ago, when there was a whole smear campaign against all tropical oils and things like that, it was because it was very black and white. Our understanding at that time was black and white about saturated fat. And we thought all saturated fat is bad for you. Don't use it. Stay away from it. No, no, no. And what they started to find out now is that plant-based saturated fats like coconut oil behave in your body differently. Um, So when you consume coconut oil, your body actually burns it immediately through the liver and it turns it into energy. So it doesn't store it for later use. Um, A funny example of this was that, and this I found in the medical journals, farmers thought it was going to fatten up their livestock because we were told don't eat it ourselves. So they thought, oh, hey, here's an easy way to fatten up my livestock. I'll give them coconut oil. It'll be great. We'll get super fat and it'll be wonderful. So they started giving their their livestock coconut oil. Well, because your body burns it as energy and increases your metabolism, their livestock started to actually lose weight because they were consuming coconut oil and it was having the reverse effect um, that they wanted. So they had to stop giving it to them. Um, So that's the the understanding of coconut oil and being plant-based saturated fat. What we put on the blog today is really interesting because there's some more research coming out around all saturated fats, so whether it's animal-based like butter or plant-based like coconut, saying that maybe saturated fats aren't what we thought they were and maybe sugars are really to cause for those things that we associated with saturated fat before. So that's um, there's a whole explanation on the blog. Um, the blog is wearecoconuts.com. And you can read about the new studies that are coming out around saturated fat. Yeah, you have some good stuff on there. I was checking out the uh, coconut oil and thyroid thyroid article. You had some mm-hmm. stuff on coconut oil and Alzheimer's. And um, you also had uh, a really good blog, I thought, about uh, 70 uses for coconut oil. Because there's a lot of things that I didn't know coconut oil can be used for. I knew probably like half of them, especially for mm-hmm. uh, appetite suppressant, because when people ask me different things, I just say, hey, take some coconut oil after you eat or take it before you eat, and it'll you know, suppress your appetite. But there are some other good ones on there. Just off the top of my head, I believe that you had one on there where it could be put in baby formula to, uh, to uh, uh, boost the lauric acid, which comes from just was more would be more like the mother's milk because the mother's milk has lauric acid in it. So check Aaron's blog mm-hmm. out. It's a lot of good information on there. I, I knew a lot of it, but there's some stuff that I didn't even know uh, about coconut oil. So if you get a chance, go on there and check that out. What was the, the URL again, Aaron? Wearecoconuts.com. Cool. Last thing um, would be, Let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned this at the beginning of the show, uh, just about the brain. And uh, I know you did a ton of research on this with the brain and Alzheimer's because you were captivated by this and it made you mm-hmm. actually start your company. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because what's happening now, I think, with the more and more stuff that I'm reading on health, a lot of people, and I've had two family members, actually three family members who have had uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. I have an uncle who's actually gone through dementia right now, and I'm mm-hmm. so trying to get my aunt to give him coconut oil, but she doesn't listen. But <laughs> can you talk a little bit more about that for those listeners out there who may have someone that may be suffering from this? Sure. So that was absolutely the first thing that got me introduced to coconut oil is because if it can have such a tangible effect on our health, why would we not try it or why would we not use it? Um, So right now, we've been hearing a lot of patient testimonials, personal stories of people whose family members either have Alzheimer's or dementia, and they're using coconut oil in the diet to help give them their brain an energy source. So it's not a cure. It's not anything like that. But my simple understanding of how the brain works is that your brain can use two things for energy. It can use glucose or it can use ketones. When your brain stops using glucose as an energy source, it shuts down. And that's kind of the simple way that, that um, 
what's happening around dementia and Alzheimer's, I think that my opinion is we're sugaring ourselves to death throughout our lifetime. We're consuming sugar, 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 sugar. Your brain can't process that glucose, which is sugar, any longer, and so it starts to shut down. When you you introduce coconut oil into your diet, it produces ketones. So then your brain is like, oh, my gosh, I have something to use as energy again. So when your brain can use ketones, it starts to function or fire again. And so it's more of a quality of life thing because we have seen and heard patient testimonials about my grandfather was able to get out of bed again. He was able to do household chores or, you know, things like that. Um, And we're really excited because the first ever research study about coconut oil for the use of mild to moderate Alzheimer's patients is happening here in the Tampa Bay area at the USF Bird Institute for Alzheimer's. And so they're doing patient studies now, and so hopefully we'll hear something. Maybe it's coming out this, this summer, and I'm not exactly sure of the release date, but those are the stories that we're hearing. And, and, I mean, Darren, I met you at one of these, you know, gluten-free shows. I go to shows uh-huh. like that all over the country, and I hear these stories firsthand all over the country, no matter if it's, you know, young people, old people. It doesn't matter. I'm hearing this everywhere. And so yeah. it's powerful. And you say you have loved ones. Is it not... You know, even if the science isn't there right now, if you have an option of something that may help them, people are turning to it because if it may help them, it's not going to hurt them. Why not give them a shot and and put some coconut oil in their diet? Yeah, and a, a good book for that. I don't know if you've ever heard of. I had him on uh, Jimmy Moore. He calls uh, it's called Cholesterol Clarity, and that's a good book to read about cholesterol. But one of the things I learned in that book was the fact that your brain consumes the most cholesterol of any part of your body, and we need cholesterol to make hormones and different things. So uh, a big part of coconut oil is the fact that it does help you produce more um, HDL, good cholesterol. So mm-hmm. um, you know, for those people that are out there listening, that's the big thing. Your brain needs fats and cholesterol to kind of thrive, and I think what's happened is everybody's cutting their cholesterol in half. They're telling us... Cholesterol is bad for us, but yet we have people that are suffering from Alzheimer's. Their brains are shrinking and they can't think because they've kind of cut down on their cholesterol. And the other thing that you mentioned, the fact that there's no ketones to feed on, and most people are feeding their bodies just strictly off of glucose right now. And sugar is a, just a, it's a deadly thing. And I had one more question to you. I actually lied. And I, <laughs> I'm actually, it's okay. <laughs> I'm interested in this, and this is our last question, Aaron, and then I'll let you go. Because I know a lot of people, I've had this question uh, come to me uh, through Facebook, and I didn't really know a whole lot about it, and I started mm-hmm. doing it. I haven't done it uh, as a regular practice, and I probably need to, but oil pulling for your teeth. I'm so glad you said that because everybody has been talking about that for the last two yeah. weeks especially. Yes. And it's been floating around my Facebook page for, like, forever. Someone asked me, uh, someone I went to high school, and they're like, you know anything about oil oil pulling? Is it good? I'm like, yeah, it's good, but I don't know all the specifics to it. Can you explain it to me? Sure. So it's funny because we're actually doing this whole thing on oil oil pulling tomorrow with the the local news here. They're coming um, to find out more about it. So oil pulling, the basis of this is, and you can do it with any oil, but the reason why you want to do it with coconut oil is because of some of the, the beneficial properties, and I'll, I'll speak to those in a minute. But this is the concept. Take oil, preferably coconut oil, uh, like a good heaping tablespoon of it in your mouth, and you want to swish it around in your mouth for 15 to 20 minutes it seems crazy because I'm like, that's a really long time, but maybe do it while you're watching TV or, you know, um, getting ready in the morning or something. And so what, it, what the concept is is that when you're doing that, it's pulling toxins and all, all these different things out through your, through your gums. And so it collects in that oil. And so it's helping cleanse your, your entire system. And I know that people always talk about how, gum health and teeth health is so important to your overall health. Um, 
So that's the, that's the concept. And the reason why people choose coconut oil is because coconut oil has antiviral, antibacterial, and antifungal properties. So that's why it's really extremely good for oral health and then for this oil pooling. Um, I think they also say it can whiten your teeth. The jury's out on that one for me. <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee. I don't know if it's whitening my teeth. Um, <laughs> but I really do, I'm a, I'm a strong advocate for coconut oil and oral mouth health and the oil pooling if you want to do it. If you can't take it for 15 minutes, maybe try five minutes, whatever works for you. But we do have... Um, you mentioned the blog, lots of articles on the blog too about how you can properly oil pull. Um, when you're done oil pulling, don't, don't spit oil out in the sink. Usually any oil is not good to go down your drain, so make sure that you would spit it into a waste, a waste can or something like that um, so that you're not clogging up your drains with any oil. Yeah. Do you have a YouTube channel? I didn't... I actually didn't we check. Bad on me. Do? Yep, we're on YouTube. All right. It's um, uh, Kelpo Coconut. I don't know the exact URL, but if you just Google Kelpo Coconut, you'll find we have lots of um, ideas, recipe ideas. Chocolate Magic Shell is one of our um, popular um, videos. We have a Make Your Own Toothpaste with Coconut Oil video. Um, oh. Lots of different good things on there that you can find out about about us. Yeah, I have to check that out. Are you going to upload your interview tomorrow? Because I actually wanted to see that interview to, to learn a little bit more about uh, oil pulling. So are you going to upload that one? We, we will. Um, I don't know if the news station is going to play it. We're doing it in the morning, so I'm uh -huh. not sure if they're going to play it on uh, like Thursday evening or if they're going to wait till Friday. But I'm sure they'll they'll air it very short, you know, quickly. And so I will uh, make sure that I let you know, maybe even post to your Facebook page. So if any of your viewers are interested yeah. when it airs, then we can make sure that they have a, a link to it to see it. But yeah, it'll go up there when we when we have access to it. All right, cool. Yeah, because I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have been asking me about it. So if I can share that with them, that would be great. <laughs> But, Aaron, I thoroughly enjoyed having you on tonight, and um, I'm jealous of you because I looked on your page and saw they're having another gluten-free expo in Tampa this weekend, and I wish I could come up there. They are. No, I know, but it was so nice to meet you and your wife when I was down there in South Florida, and the next time I get back, we'll, I'll have to you know, stop by and say hey or something. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. And uh love for you to come back in the future to give us some updates on what's going on if you decide to carry any more products or, or anything like that. So keep us informed, and uh, I, I'll get you back on. I'm actually looking at um, – I'm pretty sure you're familiar with Bruce Fife, the coconut oil cures. Uh-huh. Um, I'm looking at trying to get Bruce Fife on the show to talk more about coconut oil, uh, coconut oil cures. So – I'll have him on soon, hopefully. And uh, like I said, in the near future, if you have some updates, I'd love to have you back on. All right. Just let me know. All right. Thank you so much, Aaron. No problem. Take care. All good right. Night. Good night. Thank Bye. You. All right. Thanks for listening. Next week on the 26th, next Wednesday, 8 o'clock, same fat time, same fat channel. I have a show that I'm, I think I get excited about every show that I have, but this show I'm extra excited because I've shared with uh, the audience several times, maybe through just writing about this stuff and, and, and talking about it, but those of you know that I'm gluten sensitive. So um, I have the author of the book, Dangerous Grains, one of the co-authors, rather, Dr. Ron Hogan. He's going to be coming on and he's going to be talking about, uh, again, gluten sensitivity food allergies, celiac disease, and it's going to astound you because a lot of things that I read in this book can be if most people eliminate wheat or eliminate grains from their diet, we wouldn't have a lot of cancers, we wouldn't have a lot of ear infections, we wouldn't have um, a lot of rheumatoid arthritis. All these autoimmune diseases that we are facing today can just strictly be eliminated if we uh, elect to go with a grain-free diet. And I know I've said this many, many times before, before I'm gluten sensitive, so therefore I don't eat bread. 
and it's done a lot for me. Um, as far as uh, when I was in my late 20s, I was diagnosed with arthritis in both knees, and I just thought that it was just from playing basketball in a number of years and the normal wear and tear on my knees from doing that. And when I got rid of gluten out of my diet, those symptoms just went away. They just actually vanished. So I'm a big, big fan of people who are going uh, gluten-free. So next week, again, we'll have the book Dangerous Grains that Dr. Ron Hogan will be on to discuss that. Hope you'll tune in. Hope you will call in and ask some questions because this stuff is, is really, really serious. The more that I study a lot about these cereal grains and the things that we're eating, the more um, they're linked to a lot of autoimmune diseases. And in case you didn't know, diabetes is an autoimmune disease. So if you're someone out there that's suffering from diabetes or you know someone that is, this might be a show that they need to uh, listen to. Uh, also, someone who might be going through cancer, who has, who has a cancer scare, multiple sclerosis. There's a lot of them, and I can talk about this book more and more. But I'm going to cut off tonight, and just thank you for listening. And, again, we'll be back on next Wednesday, same fat time, same fat channel. Thanks for listening.